Hello, welcome to the Taffy Marino podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here today. And um, if this is your first time, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to jump right in today's episode called uh, Love the Secret Place. Last week, we spoke about love and that we were actually created for love. And um, it was really neat. We talked about how when God made us, you know, John 4 says that God is love and that when he created us out of love for love, that we are wired for love. Studies actually prove that, that sin brought death because we were never meant for sin. We were not created for that. It comes to kill, still and destroy our lives. And when we partake of it, we experience death. But it says that Jesus, who is the son of God, When he came, he brought life and life more abundantly. And that is that love that we've been created for, for the fullness of God. We also know that over there in Ephesians, if you've been reading, and I hope that you have, that you've been confessing and reading, that it says that um, we would understand the love of God so that we can be filled with all the fullness of God. Imagine a world where everyone truly understood how much that they are loved and cared for by God. I said that last week. I don't, I know without a doubt we wouldn't be dealing with the things, even with sin in the world. If we truly had a revelation of God's love for us, each and every one of us, it would change everything. No longer would we be just fighting for the scraps and the leftovers, but we would be operating out of the fullness of God. We would be completely satisfied because we know that God loves us. And, and everything that is contained in his plan for us. So I was telling you that we live and we move and we operate out of this secret place of love. And this week, I was going to tell you a little bit more about that secret place. In Matthew 6, 6, this is one of the moments that we see Jesus command us to go to a secret place to pray. Um, it says, but you, when you pray, enter into your closet and when you have shut the door, pray to the father, which is in secret and your father, which sees in secret shall reward you openly. That word closet is taken from the Greek word "timeo." It's an old word that has an interesting history. You know, it's used to depict a secret place where someone would hide his or her most valuable possessions. And as time progressed, it eventually um, meant bedchamber or an intimate place shared only between a husband and a wife. So when you look at it that way, Jesus is saying, go to that intimate place that you share only with God and pray. It's a safe place. It's a place where everything that is important to you and valuable to you will be protected and secure. 
That makes me think of Psalm 91. I like it. One minister actually says Psalm 91 verse 1 is our 911. So I love that. When we need a safe place to run to, we can go to Psalm 91. But I want to encourage you that, you know, this instruction actually tells us through when we read this word that we can actually live in this secret place. We can dwell there. We can abide there. And that word abide means to remain and stay put in that place of love and protection and safety. Here in a minute, we're going to go over to John. John has a lot of things to say, the Apostle John. And I think it's interesting that John... Uh, described himself as the one whom Jesus loved. John had a revelation of love. And because of that, it really changed everything. When you read, it's it's interesting to me, when I read uh, the Gospel of John, it has such a different tone from the other Gospels. And I'm not taking away from the other Gospels, but the other day I was um, talking about some scriptures that I wanted to go look up. And my husband, he was like, I bet it's in John. Just because of what was said and how it was said, it was with that tone of love. And you can usually identify it because John had such a revelation. But before we go over to John, I want to look at Psalm 91 for just a second and the benefits of dwelling or abiding in God's love. The first verse says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That shadow, when you look it up in all of the Hebrew, it just means protection. Um, so let's Let's look at the promises that the Lord has given us when we live out of that place. It says he will deliver us. He will set us on high. He will answer us. He will be with us in trouble. He will honor us. And with long life, he will satisfy us. And he will show us his salvation. Going over this myself, I kind of broke this um, into segments. That when we read the first portion of Psalm 91, we see that it covers. And 1 Peter 4 and 8, James 5, 20 talks about how love covers. But that portion of scripture, it says that love will cover us. And I'll just, I'll read it to you very quickly. Um, it says that when we dwell in that secret place of the most time, we say of the Lord that he's our refuge and our fortress and God we trust. It says that he delivers us from the snare of the fowler and from the pestilence and he covers us with his feathers and under his wings we take refuge. He covers us. Then that next portion in Psalm 91, we see that love will cast out all fear and we know that over in scripture in John, it says that love cast out all fear. And then you read the next portion and it protects us. Oh, it said a thousand can fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it's not going to come near you. And then it tells us that he loved us first, but he needs us to move our residence because you have made the Lord your refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place 
no evil shall befall you. Remember last week I brought out that he always loved us first, but we do have to move towards him. We have to um, love him back and we have to draw near to him because he's a gentleman. And then it says that love believes and obeys. You know, Jesus was such a great example of this. He loved the Father, and he believed him in everything that he told him to do, and he obeyed. Love will obey. And love knows uh, when we understand God's love for us, we understand that he has the very best in mind for us, and it is okay, and it's safe to obey him. So I want to jump back since we went over all the benefits and all the great things. And I encourage you, you know, we don't have a lot of time together, but this, I hope that it stirs something up in you. You know, last week I told you, if you're just curious, if you just ask God to reveal his love to you, he's going to do it. The Holy Spirit, it says that he wants to be that comforter, that counselor, that teacher that God sent to us, that he would teach us all things and he will help us remember everything that has been told to us through the word of God. So he does not want to leave you in the dark. He wants you to understand this. So go read Psalm 91 and Go read 1 Corinthians 13 with it. Study those two things together. Pray those prayers that I've given you in those confessions in that PDF. Um, I will go ahead and link it to this episode also. Take that and watch what begins to happen. And you're going to begin to get a revelation of God's love for you. And you're going to be filled with all the fullness of God. So you may be saying, you know, this is great. This is wonderful. I love Psalm 91 and I love everything that it it promises us. But again, how do I get there? How do I get to the secret place? Well, I just mentioned that Jesus, he was quick to obey because he loved God. And, you know, that's really how we're going to get there to dwell and abide. We have to dwell and abide to get in that secret place. That's what it says. And to dwell and abide, we must stay and remain. And to stay and remain means we must obey. (laughs) Why does obedience sometimes feel like such um, a hostile word? I think it's because a lot of times we don't see that in correlation with someone that has our best interest at heart. When someone is asking us to do that and asking us to obey something, there's usually some self-interest involved. And we've learned to have to be careful and take care of ourselves and and to not be um, taken advantage of. But With God, we do not have to worry about those things because we know that agape love, true agape love, is self-sacrificing. Nothing within agape love is self-serving, and that is just not who God is. Um, Let's go to John 14. I think it's going to give us some insight. John 14, 21, I'm going to start in verse 21 and just read on down. It says, the person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love him 
and will show, reveal, and manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. So when we obey his commandments and we're choosing that, it says we're really loving him. We're trusting God. We're not leaning on our own understanding, but in all of our ways, we're acknowledging him and we're trusting him to bring all things that he's promised us to pass. It says that when we do that, he will make himself clearly seen to us and he will make himself real to us. It goes on to say, this is Jesus answered and said, if a person really loves me, he will keep my word obey my teaching and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home, our abode, our special dwelling place with him. Anyone who does not really love me does not observe and obey my teaching. And the teaching which you hear and heed is not mine, but it comes from the father who sent me. So dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding and being connected to the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire, and they are burned. But if you live in me, and you abide united to me and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. You know, there was a Greek scholar who translated the last portion of that scripture. He said that they had, you know, they did the best that they could with what they had because sometimes translating from one language to another, there's just not the words available. But he said a more accurate translation would be that When you ask whatever you will, it will be done for you. And if I don't have it, I will create it. That's what Jesus is promising. He is the word and everything that's been created was created by him. He's saying when we have that type of intimate relationship, when you trust me and you trust the father that you will obey whatever I ask, you have now made your home your dwelling place in the secret place of the Most High. That is right in the middle of his love. It means for you to truly love him, you will have to understand who he is, that it has been revealed to you. And Jesus said, I will reveal myself to you. But how do we start off by obeying him? We take that step of faith and we obey whatever it is that he's asking us to. When we read the word and we see ourselves in it, we do our best to obey what he is telling us to do through that word. Now, this isn't a heavy thing. This is supposed to be a a relationship. It's supposed to be something that we do out motivated out of love, not trying to be good enough, not trying to make it into heaven, not trying to check off all the boxes, but simply because you're so in love with God and you want to do those things that he's asked you to do. And he said that he will then reveal himself to you. You know, he is such a good God. And I think the more that we get to know him, who he really is and what his word says, we're going to understand that. One of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8.32. It says, He who did not spare 
even his own son, but he gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? That means you can trust him. He freely gave his only son for us. What else, what in the world is he going to withhold from you? He's already proven himself. And so it is our act of worship to obey him with joy because we know that he has done everything that can be done, possibly done to show us his love. Well, I hope that this week really gave you a little more insight. It gave you direction on how to get there, how to get in that secret place. What is it? What does it provide? What does it look like? It's a safe place. It's a secure place. It's a place of intimacy with God. I hope that, um, again, you're still asking him to show you and that you're saying your prayers and you're saying your confession. I encourage you, go read John 14. John chapter 14, John chapter 15, read Psalm 91, and then read 1 Corinthians 13. Do a little bit of study time. Get out your notebook, take some notes, and whatever the Lord speaks to you, write it down as the Holy Spirit's teaching you through this. And um, I'm just excited what this month's going to bring. We're going to continue this study next week. Um, I'm not sure how long we're going to do this. There's so much, I think, just until we're finished. We're going to camp out here for a little bit. And uh, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have a blessed week. And I can't wait to meet you back here next week.